Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how are you doing on this great day, man? It is a great day. You know it's actually been sunny in Seattle the past couple of days? Uh, I don't believe it. Uh, you don't have to believe it because actually it's the first time it's been sunny since Thanksgiving. Since you moved there? Like two years ago? <laughs> Did I? No, you know it's like about eight months. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it hasn't been sunny since I got here. I got here last summer. It's yeah. glorious. How's it going there? It's just your birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. I oh, thanks, to wait man. Until we- I, I really appreciate that. That's it's, why uh, I didn't even bother saying anything the other yeah. day because I wanted to do it last. <laughs> it's beautiful. You know, it's Florida. It's a pretty much it's pretty much the same temperature throughout the winter as as everyone knows. That's why right people on. vacation here. But we got a really interesting topic though, that we want to cover today, so let's just dive right into it, shall we? Sure. Um, and so we're going to be talking about SaaS uh, SEO. Um, a lot of different uh, areas of it. Uh, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where you're working for a company and you're the, you're the SEO for this, um, we're going to give you some good insights on how to do this. We have a, a wonderful guest named Zach Harris uh, who works for an agency called Northcut. Um, we're going to be delving into that subject uh, right now. Hi, Zach. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, Zach, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe a little about your, your past history and where, where you've been in your SEO journey? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I've been doing SEO, oh man, o- almost 10 years now. Um, I got my start in SEO by trying to launch my own e-commerce store, which failed. What were you trying to sell, by the way? Like hats, like hats and shirts. Um, th- this was before <laughs> nice. dropshipping was cool, right? So All right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where I got my start. I, I spent a lot of time um on black hat world like trying to figure out like how how can i get customers i have no money like at all so i can't run any paid ads um and that's how i fell into into seo um so prior to joining northcut i was the director of seo at spyfu.com literally the tool that created the entire competitive intelligence market so you know at, at the time we'd like to say there wouldn't be any sem rush or hrs without spyfu um, I, I take great pride in that, but yeah, I, I've been all over the place with SEO, uh, mainly e-commerce and SaaS. Uh, I'd say the last five or six years has really been 100% SaaS. Um, right now at Northcut, getting exposure to um, you know different verticals as well, um, from like companies that have brick and mortar locations, so more local, regional SEO. Um, which was definitely new to me, right? So going from SaaS and e-commerce to something that's a little bit more like local and regional was was definitely was definitely different. Yeah, that's a very interesting transition. Um, Paul and I, our background is very contingent on lo- the location of businesses, so uh, I can imagine that being a little bit of a daunting transition. So how how did you kind of tra- um, do a transition from what you're doing before to really being more mindful to geographic? sort of positioning and keywords and optimization and the maps yeah and maps and the whole world of maps that we love so much <laughs> yeah i mean that that's a great question you know i i think for me it was a little bit jarring because you know at Northcut we work with a lot of enterprise clients as well and those enterprise clients may have physical locations all over the u.s right so coming from SaaS and optimizing campaigns for SpyFu and other SaaS companies and then jumping in and, and trying to optimize campaigns locally, there was definitely a learning curve there. Luckily, I, I have a great team that I can lean on. Um, and we have a, like a ton of, of proprietary systems um, that really make the process a lot easier. 
you know, so when I'm going through the process of doing proposals or doing teardowns, um, being able to lean on, on those resources have definitely made it a lot easier, um, you know, to transition from SaaS to optimizing for, you know, obviously like the map pack and looking at um, competition locally because, you know, like a lot of the third party tools, Spyfu included, we're not very good at um, collecting data locally. And, and there are a lot of reasons for that. So you can't really lean on those tools too heavily. Um, so coming up with a workflow that goes around those tools, you know, to be able to, to, to pull some data and some insights from that has oh, definitely. definitely been helpful too. Well, I'm sorry that you had to dabble in the local world. It's a nightmare. Uh, I hate everything about it. Paul, <laughs> so. you're, just, you're just burnt out from it because you have to like work on the weekends right now. To get I, have, I have 700 locations. <laughs> I thought, oh. what, that number changes not, every week. That's like not exaggerating. That's like the, like the amount of locations I got to deal with. So, And uh, Google's been changing the algorithm update about every month, or like the algorithm for local, about every month since November. So every day is a new exciting twist to it yeah most most definitely luckily we don't have very many we don't have very many clients that that fall within that bucket so i'm i'm not super exposed to it like like you are yeah it's just a rough time i I really miss uh just straight organic (laughs) seo honestly (laughs) let's talk a little bit about how you approach seo in the b2b side of things so i know like most of, of my experiences has just been like direct to consumers. So you're, you're kind of thinking about making like content funnels, but like to, to, you know, most of the time it's like a low entry point, like a low purchase point for the things that I've done. So it was like kind of your, your thought process a little different, you know, like how, how do you go about creating content or doing SEO for that? It, it really depends on the business, right? So when you think about a company like SpyFu, a lot of what we did was, was B2B, right? We had a ton of agencies really like a a lot of freelancers. We had some enterprise companies as well. I personally, um, at least from my experience at SpyFu, it it wasn't that different, right? When, when it comes to producing, producing content, the big driver for us though, right? Instead of just focusing on like the top of the funnel content was to produce content that was specific to certain roles as well. Right. So Maybe you're a CMO or um, you're an you know SEO manager. Can we produce content that will you know enable you in in your role to find success? Um, that worked for us a lot. Outside of doing that, um, building out competitor comparison pages, that was a huge revenue driver, um, and that's something that's often overlooked. And it works in B two B and B two C as well. So I spent a lot of my time trying to optimize campaigns. Um, specifically content campaigns to target um, those, you know, those titles that we wanted to be using our platform. So mm-hmm. SEO managers, CMOs, you know, um, directors of SEO, uh, agency owners, things like that. But then on the flip side, producing this competitor comparison content worked really well. It converted extremely well, you know, it's lower down the funnel um, and, I, I've noticed, at least lately, a, a lot a lot of B two B companies um, following the same approach of, of pushing out competitor comparison pages. And when you're doing that, are you doing like individual pages, like you versus SEMrush, you versus Ahrefs, you versus Moz Tools, or whatever that is, or is it kind of just like a, a chart for for all of them all together, and you're attempting to kind of optimize for for everything versus? Yeah, so the you you, you want to take a an individual approach, right? 
Um, I've I've seen the approach where it's just kind of like, hey, this is us against everyone. My opinion with SEL, right, is that you have to have either a a very clear business goal or a very clear ranking goal um, behind everything that you do, right? Like I, I am not a fan of vanity metrics. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I, anytime I talk to someone, it's like, yeah, you know, we can get you more traffic. And this was literally the same conversation that I had at SpyFu with the team. Yeah. We could get more traffic, but if that traffic doesn't convert, like it, 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 it doesn't matter. Right. We, we have to make money at, at the end of the day, we have to make money. When, when we started to build out the campaign, you know, we wanted to make sure that we had these competitor comparison pages or these alternative pages for every single one of our competitors. So SEM rush, would have its own page. Ahrefs would have its own page. Moz would have its own page. Raven tools. I mean, there's like, there's hundreds of tools, right? And the goal is obviously to rank on their on their branded queries. I wouldn't say that it's it's not hard. It's a little bit easier, right? Because the the competition isn't there. You're usually up against the brand itself, and you know, like G2 Crowd and some other marketplaces like that, right? Where they just list the certain like the different apps or the different tools. I would say it took maybe two and a half months to uh, to get to position one on the query SEM Rush alternative. The conversion rates on those pages extremely high. I'm I'm talking north of thirteen percent. It's 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 ridiculous. It's like and 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 when you approach it right, like you don't want to trash your your competitor, right? It it, it should be a, a very transparent look at at both of the products. So a lot of times, you know, you'll, you'll run into that situation where you'll see a, comp- a competitor comparison page. I just saw one yesterday and you're just taking just unnecessary jabs at, at, at your competitor. And to me, that doesn't do a great job with, with conversions. Yeah. I feel like you just kind of want it to be impartial, right? I mean, like you're putting it, here's the information here's out here. You make your decision on it. Um, as opposed to sort of having to spend to it. Do you feel like uh, content like that does a good job on its own? Like, like building links for itself? Not yeah. really. I know at, at, at Spyfu, at least for the SEM Rush alternative page, it, it, it has zero, zero links. Okay. Um, things may have changed, but the, the, the last time that I was there, we, we didn't have any links at all to those pages. You know, so I, I did a lot of page rank sculpting to make sure I was passing page rank to that alternative page. I just felt like it would be hard to, to build links to it J- just because of the nature of the content. You know, I, I have seen examples where specific companies are optimizing pieces of content for pricing comparisons as well. Like right now, if you went to the SERP and, and typed in team viewer pricing, um, I believe it's a company called Splash Splash Top, I believe. Yeah, Splash Splash Top. They they have like this this team this team viewer pricing comparison. You know, I mean they have the feature snippet. I I think something like this, I don't know, could, could potentially like build a few links, but the the page that we that we built out at SpyFu, I, I yeah, it, it it'll be difficult to build links to that. Yeah, I gotcha. It's uh, it's kind of funny though that you're talking about that because um, do you know who uh, Matthew Woodward is? By any chance? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we had him on. Oh, it was probably like three months ago now, right, Ryan? Um, I think it was longer. Yeah, but he was like, uh, he he does like comparison tests sometimes of SEO tools, mm-hmm. and I think uh, he was telling us how like. SEM Rush got like really mad at him because like the way he structured the test <laughs> like made him take it down. And I'm like, well, that's like one uh, comparison page. I think got got a lot of links on its own right there, just because it was like they were like mad about it, you know. So it, be, it came, it, it kind of got picked up by like the industry, like 
he was just testing like the coverage. He was just like, oh, you know, this one was able to cover, you know, 4,000 backlinks. This one only got 2,000. And then the particular projects he was setting up to do the coverage tests, he just SEM rush just wasn't hanging in there compared to the uh, competitors. Yeah. But like, I can't imagine like writing an article and like a company caring enough about it to contact me. That's like, that would be like amazing. Like I can't even get people to read my articles most of the time, you know? <laughs> so well, well, it'll, it'll be like Yelp reaching out to us and said, you, you make, you know, you talk trash about us. us every other podcast. So we yeah, appreciate that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't take it down. I don't care. I hate them. Um, so how do you sort of approach link building then? Is it just, um, just kind of doing it the manual way or like you're optimizing your site, obviously to, to pass as much uh, page rank to those pages on top of that. Yeah. So this is going to go against just about everything that, that, that you hear out there in the SEO world for, for the competitor comparison pages. I didn't do any, any link building at all. It it honestly wasn't even a priority Mm. um, at at all. And I know, I know it sounds crazy, right. But (laughs) When, when I was building out the, the, the campaign, um, you know, as you just mentioned, like a, a, a piece of content like Matthew had, right, um, breaking down that data, you could definitely build links to that. Um, the approach we took with the, the SEM Rush alternative page was more of a one-to-one comparison of the value between what you get with SpyFu and what you would get with SEM Rush, right? Focusing on like price and how SpyFu doesn't have any data limits at all. So it's, you know, it's all you, it's all you can eat. So what we did is we, we had this long research phase, right? So we wanted to look at what, what do consumers dislike about SEM Rush? And a lot of the times it came down to price and limits. Like people hate being limited, it, at least with these SEO tools, right? Like, oh, I can only do a hundred keyword searches a day. I can only download, you know, um, 5,000 rows of data. We would, we would hear that a lot. So we, we, we built this page out to incorporate um, their pain points into it, right? Like, hey, there's, there's, no, there's no data limits here. Um, this is how much you can save. Here are the different pricing tiers. There's everything that's in it. You have unlimited historical data. 5,000 track keywords compared to 500 keywords. So the, the content is, is hyper-focused on just being a one-to-one comparison. So I didn't really think that, number one, we could build very many links to it at all. And a domain like SpyFu, right, like we, we, we already had some authority, right? We, we have hundreds of thousands of links, right? And really it just became, okay, how can I pass page rank from the pages that matter the most? So what I did was I uh, SEO group, a, a private SEO group, and mm-hmm. we threw together um, – um, something in R to calculate page rank for every page that I had on SpyFu. Yeah. I threw all of this data into a um, Google sheet and sorted it all to get a very clear idea of where I needed to link from. Um, and, and I just went with it to, to be completely honest. I, I didn't have a lot of buy-in when <laughs> going to do this, right? Because the whole thing is hey, we have to make money. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm spending like all this time and all these resources on this, this alternative page. And I have absolutely zero backlink strategy with it at all. I, I solely relied on internal linking and I might even go down a rabbit trail right now on that. What I personally think internal linking is, is often overlooked in SEO. You hear everything about backlinks and, and content and yeah, that's important, but people 
often overlook internal linking. I've probably done, I don't know, maybe since, since I've joined Northcut, a hundred or so proposals and every single one, there, there's always huge opportunities with internal linking and it's just completely overlooked. Oh, I totally agree with you on that. I also think um, just a lot of technical aspects is, is like overlooked. Um, a lot of like, you know, increasing like your page load speed and things like that. I mean, I, you know, we, we've had, we've had some really technical SEOs on here before, but I think like uh, people are just uncomfortable with like the amount of time and effort it takes to like really figure that kind of stuff out, you know, like how to like appropriately make like silos, uh, like link silos for like your content and just like architecture and things like that. And so I think a lot of it kind of gets pushed to the side. I mean, we, we talk about internal and external linking quite a bit. Um, we also have seen from making on-site optimization adjustments for people's websites that uh, linking out to authoritative places that definitely match the topic of what we're discussing on the page is yeah. a form of uh, building authority because you're referencing authoritative places to support the content you have on the page. So we totally um, support internal external linking. And if it needs to be meticulously done, especially on important pages, then it needs to be done. I wanted to mention one thing about link building. So Zach, it kind of sounds like, you know, you were kind of in a, in a cushy privileged 1% of websites that just kind of get a lot of great <laughs> links on their own. You know, a lot of us, uh, other people don't have that privilege, but you know, that's, that's fantastic. And that's a great position to be when in. You're, when you're a famous SEO tool. Yeah. You're going to do <laughs> yeah, links already, I mean, man. It's, it's just going to happen. But my question about that is because, um, I'm just messing by the way, the, the, we don't have the luxury all the time, but, um, when you're in that position, are you still like kind of still checking where you're getting links from? Because if you're in that position and you're putting out content, you are going to be naturally getting backlinks. You know, that's like the end goal of every SEO to have a website that puts out content that naturally gets backlinks. Um, were you still like kind of monitoring that specifically and kind of, you know, being able to see if you could maybe get further opportunities from particularly authoritative websites that were linking to you? Yeah. So, uh, you know, one, one of the first things that I did uh, when, when I joined the company was I, I, I took a, a deep look at all of our backlinks and all of the pages that we had indexed as well. Um, I, the majority of all of the backlinks that we had were all going to either the homepage or our results page, right? So with any SEO tool, if you go and you, you know, type in whatever keyword, you know, I don't know, apple pie or whatever, it'll return results on that, right? Mm -hmm. Most SEO tools don't allow those pages to be indexed. Um, that was not the case at SpyFu. All of our pages were being indexed. So if you search for apple pie or lowes.com or anything, all of that was being included in the index. So we had a bunch of index blow and all of our links were either going to those pages or to the homepage. And <laughs> I, I'll, I'll never forget this. One of my very first suggestions was, hey, we should, we should de-index about 500,000 pages. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the yeah. looks on everyone's face is like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? Like, no way. Um, but the traffic that we were getting from those pages, you know, they weren't converting. The links mm -hmm. that we were getting from those pages were just terrible. So while SpyFu did have, you know, a lot of authority and being a famous SEO tool, when we built out content, especially for the blog, we didn't get a lot of links to the content itself. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we, we did have to come together and, you know, take a look at, okay, where can we get links from? Um, you know, can, can we do any sort of 
for example, like podcasts? Are we not included in resource lists? And a lot of the times we weren't included in resource lists. Um, so that was a huge opportunity for us because everyone's talking about Ahrefs and SEMrush and Moz had this resurgence, but they weren't talking about us. So while some of these other tools, especially like a tool like Ahrefs, you know, they, they crank out content, they get links automatically. At, at SpyFu with, with our content, we, we weren't in the same boat. I mean, we had a ton of links to the homepage, but um, I, I definitely spent a lot of time looking, you know, for linking opportunities specifically with our content and our product pages. Um, I, I would say I spent maybe 45% of my time do, doing that. You said earlier that your conversion rate's like 13% for those types of pages. Yeah. Yep. Which is amazing. Cause like if I get something that's like 8%, I'm like ecstatic. Right. Um, what do you do after a conversion happens? Like, um, do they kind of go into like a drip campaign, like email wise? Like how do you, um, how do you kind of retain them afterwards? That's a really good question. We, we, we had this year of retention at, uh, at, at SpyFu. Um, and during that time, you know, we built out, um, onboarding flows because we, we didn't have, really didn't have any like onboarding flows to, uh, teach users how to, um, use the tools and, you know, kind of assist them like, Hey, go this way to, you know, we have data, which, you know, what, what tools do we have that are sticky? Right. So we kind of want to guide them towards those tools. Um, so we built those out. We, we, we always had email, email drips going and they definitely, they definitely help for us, you know, and, and I think all SaaS companies should do this. You, you should take a really, really, really deep look at your customers and directly ask them, right? So, so do user interviews. Um, we, we did user interviews, actually brought in um, Joel Klecky, which is a, he, he's a conversion copywriter and he, he, he helped me um, go, in, go in and do this conversion audit and we conducted internal interviews. We sent out surveys to all of our customers. So, I mean, thousands and thousands of customers to, to really get an idea of what do they want, right? first and foremost, what, what do they want from the tool? What, what are we not currently providing? What can we do better? What's their title? Why did they sign up for SpyFu versus SEMrush or the other alternatives out there? And we took all of that data, you know, that data helped us build out like the onboarding flows and change some of our copy around the site and how we present data. Before, before I moved on from the company, they were building a, uh, a new SEL tool, which is, is, is out now. So they completely revamped the the keyword uh, keyword research tools. All of that came directly from that that user feedback. So while I don't have insight to the numbers now, I, I know before I left, we 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 definitely cut churn um, just by yeah. that that conversion uh, that conversion audit. I kind of want to go back to one thing that you mentioned before. I want to look at, at the process um, just for our listeners. So you sort of mentioned um, when you're creating these comparison pages that. You do, you do a little bit of research of um, kind of what people in different levels in a company are, are at, you know, like maybe you look at like a C-suite person, you know, like the, the stuff that they're going to look up or maybe the person is an SEO manager. So how do you kind of do that research? You know, like how do you sort of get into the mind of that person and come up with terms or, for, you know, things that like those people are going to be searching? To, to be completely honest with you, a lot, a lot of that came from the, the audit that I just mentioned, right? And oh, yeah. And conducting those those user those user interviews. So during when we sent out the survey, the survey was super short. It was like seven questions, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
we just spun it up using Typeform. And I think maybe the third or fourth question was about their role. So we are able to compile all of that data, right? And then yeah. And so you, you at least out. had like current customers and stuff, or uh, that you could that you could send that after. So I'm kind of wondering, like, how would you approach it if like you didn't have, let's say, like you're starting from scratch, right? Um, or like you're 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 at a startup, you don't really have a lot of customers to go after. How would you approach that? Yeah, I mean, for, first I would look within my own network, right? Like, do do I know anybody? Yeah. that maybe is an SEO manager or a CMO. If I don't, like Twitter is a great place to connect with people. I, I, I am not the type of guy who goes out and goes to networking events and things like that. Uh, but I've been able to meet a ton of amazing people on Twitter. And a lot of them are in SEO, um, whether they're SEO managers or CMOs or director, you know, director level. I, I've been able to virtually rub shoulders with them on Twitter. So a lot of times I, I honestly just shoot messages messages on Twitter as well to get an idea. Um, so yeah. before we even ran with the conversion audit, you know, I, I would look on Twitter. Okay. Who, who, who do I see? Who's like being a champion for HRFs or SEMrush? Like, well, let me talk to them. Like, why is oh. that? What, what do they see in those tools that they're not seeing in SpyFu? Um, so that, that definitely helped and, and having just like a, a very small sample of data helped me go, you know, um, to, to the founder and say, Hey, look, I, I think we should kind of blow this up and, and do this with all of our customers. So yeah, don't, don't be afraid to, to, to do some cold outreach there. And then also if you have experience, right? Like I, I've been doing this for a long time. So I, I guess I'm kind of like privileged to be able to fall back on, on what I've seen yeah. um, over, over, you, you kind of know what you want like what, what right. you want out of it. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and that, and you know, that, that was, that was my big thing. You know, I was the director of SEO at SpyFu, but I was drawn to other tools. So I understood why. Right. And it's like, well, you know, they're, they're building out content that's helping me um, with my day to day, right. With managing, managing a team and, um, you know, they're, they're giving out resources, you know, the structure, like your, your content calendar and things like that. Um, we weren't doing any of that at, at, at the time. Right. So it's really hard to feel, I guess, very, uh, very confident in, in, in your targeting when, when you're just completely missing the mark. Right. With, yeah. with the people that we want to be customers. Yeah. I, I know, uh, one of the ways, so I, I worked um, in the finance industry uh, doing SEO and like in the, like for Forex and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's uh, like, I, I'm not a financial trader. I don't have like a financial background. Um, I have like a marketing background. So it's, it's like hard for me to like kind of go off of my own, like, oh, this is what I'd want. But I would, I would always hit up like different message boards and just see like what people were talking about or like just ask questions out there and like, hey, I'm new, new to this. Like, uh, where should I start? like what tools could you recommend and like why, you know, and just like kind of out like source it kind of being a little sneaky. Um, and then I would like hit those people up and give them like free trials and stuff, you know, like afterwards just to get their feedback and stuff on it. So, you know, if you're, if you don't have a, a huge budget, you don't have a lot to go after. I think, you know, like you said, like the Twitter tactic, I think like that's like an awesome one uh, to go after people. And like, you kind of know what someone does on Twitter. Like everyone's sort of like, writes it in their, their headline, their bio. So you, you know, you're going after someone that, that might be a C-level executive or a higher level manager or something like that. But yeah, I think, I think those are great takeaways that like uh, someone can take listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and like you just mentioned with, with the forums, Reddit is another great resource too. You know, there, there are subreddits 
for literally everything. So there's an SEO subreddit. Um, Absolutely. We actually yeah. do a, we do a regular, not a regular, but every time we get really burnt out and we run out of ideas, we do like an SEO questions from Reddit episode yeah. <laughs> where we go on the SEO subreddit and we answer people's questions in real time that they have on there. Uh, usually the same question over and over again all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, really they're all very like similar iteration. The funny thing about that too is we'll go through it and we're just answering these people's questions. And then after the podcast, we'll go back to it and leave a comment. Like we answered your question on our podcast. Here's a link. And then knowing Reddit, if you post like that more than 30 seconds apart, it's like you're spamming it. So I ended up only doing it like twice. You <laughs> know, answer um, like 10 questions. So, yeah. um, so I have a question about, your experience with SaaS. So we, we talked very briefly about kind of like the user experience or like them adopting the tool, hopefully, you know, for a life, um, just kind of briefly. So my experience with SaaS, and I know that this is the case for a lot of people is that people definitely have a tendency to get, you know, software that can do a lot from A to Z. It has a ton of functionality and capabilities, and then people end up using like 10 to 20% of it. You know, people get stuck in their ways, you know, Infusionsoft is notorious for people just doing like one or two things in it, even though there's a million. And that can happen with like SEO tools as well. Like people just do like keyword research or backlink analysis, and there's like tons of other features. So when you were at SpyFu, did you kind of have initiatives or once people were, were clients and kind of using it, did you have kind of ways to follow up and be like, hey, have you used this? Have you checked this out yet? Like, how, how do you go about doing that part of it? Yeah. Um, so at SpyFu, we had a ton of tools, 2026, 20, I, I think, to, to be Ooh. exact. Uh, yeah, a lot, but, but a very, very, a very, very deep product. Um, and what, so we are using Intercom. Um, we're using Intercom, and obviously, you know, everybody uses Google Analytics, but we were able to um, track the usage of all of our tools, right? And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we had all the data to be able to identify what, what tools were sticky, right? What, what are people using and uh, using the most? And what are the tools that, you know, maybe people don't use a lot, but uh, if they do use it, you know, it, it, that, that group has a, a lower percentage of churn. Uh, so we were able to identify that. And then we would just fire automated campaigns in, in Intercom to, to target them. Um, so for example, if I was doing keyword research, right. And I, I never even hit uh, the backlinks tool on SpyFu, um, depending on how much keyword research you were doing and what you were specifically looking at, we, we could trigger an intercom message. It's like, Hey, you know, let's check out this backlink tool. So being able to have that data and intercom was, was really, was really big for us, um, that's something that we did with all of our tools, like our, our rank tracker, mm-hmm. um, you know, ha- having an idea with what, you know, what are they doing? Are they downloading keywords? What's they're downloading keywords? You know, what are they doing with it? Obviously we, we didn't have data on that because it was just downloaded to a CSV. Um, but we were able to make some assumptions and, and push them back into the keyword, the keyword research tools, um, our overviews, and uh, our our top list of reports. So, yeah, I mean, I I think the the biggest thing for for SaaS companies is is making sure you have, um, and and this was a challenge for us as Fifu, making sure you have clean data. Number one, right? Because if you're going to be running tests or targeting users based on usage of your tools, you have to make sure your your data is not polluted or it's reporting incorrectly. Because we had a ton of tests that we ran that were junk because we we had issues with our our own implementation. Um, so starting there and, and, and making sure that's clean, 
but then also making sure that you know you're you're sending these messages at the right time right and, and, and based on specific user actions if they're hitting a particular tool in your application and you know you're you're noticing a trend there uh, across a number of users you could build out those automated campaigns in intercom i'm sure you could build them out in in, in drift as well and taking the approach of, of being helpful right like hey see that you're doing xyz did you know that we also have abc that can make your life easier that that approach worked worked really well for us as far too all right so i know we're, we're kind of getting close to wrapping up here um but i have two questions i, I definitely want to want to get your opinion on one do you still think spyfu is the best competitive tool in the seo industry <laughs> do, do you have to answer that yes uh, I'll, I'll tell you why you have to answer because someone asked like Rand Fishkin why Moz sucks now <laughs> after he left <laughs> and, he, and he answered it. Uh, yeah, you, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. That's fine. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll totally answer it. I think that the new keyword, uh, the, the keyword research tool that SpyFu built out is one of the best in, in the market. Uh, expanded the data set by a lot um so have, right now they have more data than hrefs mm. prior to that we 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 didn't compete very well you know so that that, that was my big thing I, I was always trying to push pu- push initiatives to to make the the product better or better better <laughs> uh, I, i'm just a competitive person right and i like i don't i don't like to lose and i just felt like we were losing to SEMrush and hrefs and boz in terms of data quality so right now with, with, with the new tools, mo- most definitely one, one, one of the best in the market. Um, I would, I will say uh, on the PPC side, like the paid side, there, there's, there's not a tool that I'm aware of that, that comes close to, to spy through there. It, SEL is about neck, neck and neck, but paid research, it's not even close. Second question. And this has become a little bit of a tradition here in the podcast. Do you have an SEO horror story that you can share with us? Oh man. It's like something um, went real wrong. <laughs> like... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do actually. Um, so, so this happened during my time at spy food. Um, <clears throat> we were, uh, we were pu- uh, pushing out, I think it was a new design. So yeah, we, we were pushing out a new design. Um, and during, you know, we, we have this, this dev process, right? So it has to get QA'd and then approved and then, you know, we'll push it live. And um, during that process, a no index was applied to every single page on, Ooh. on, on the site. And um, I, I was not aware of that. Um, I, I, I wasn't aware that, that we were going to push live um, on that day. And it was a Friday. So it, it goes live. I leave. I, I think I left at, at 2 p.m., go over the weekend, come back on Monday. And I'm like, uh, like sales are like way down. Like what, what is going on? And, you know, I start, I start to communicate with the devs like, Hey man, like what, like what, what's happening here? And I, I start running across. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, we have a no index on every single page. Um, that was not the first time that that happened either. Uh, <laughs> so be, being able to catch it that time, um, was, was I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we caught it early because the, the time that happened prior to that was, was bad. I mean, we went months 
Um, that was before that, that was before I was in the the, the role there. Yeah. Uh, same 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 thing happened. You know, oh, like, yeah. like, I'd no I would lose my mind. <laughs> oh, it was it was not good. And that um, you know, our the the founder asked Faifu, he he always had anxiety about about using the you know the the no index after that he's like no nah, we, we need to like think of some other way to remove this stuff off the of the index and this was before google made those changes with uh, the the ro- robots.txt file right like you you could remove pages from from the index with, with the robots.txt even though they didn't officially support it um but i think it was what, last, last october when they finally came out and said all right look we're we're not going to do that anymore um so now they they have to use a no index it's scary but you have to just make sure that if you're an seo communicate with your dev team and be be in the loop with with deploy so you could check everything during the qa process and don't leave early (laughs) man that's that's hilarious because that's exactly what's happened to me in the past (laughs) and that's not even my horror story (laughs) not even on the top 10 horror story that just sounds like a quarterly thing that would just happen to me uh you know pretty regularly all the time yeah Uh, um, those devs now they always mean the best but you never know yeah it's because they're like building it on this on a staging website and then they still don't want it to index you know they don't want it to be duplicate so then they they index it then they actually put it to the 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 main domain and then they didn't switch it out so i know where you're coming from all right well zach thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight we really appreciate it um we hope uh our listeners got some good gems out of this one um is there, is there any, any sites that you want to promote or anything that you want to put out there? Sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely want to put out uh, Northcut, the, the agency that, that I work at now. Um, as I mentioned, I've been doing SEO for a very long time, and I've never, I've never seen anything as deep as the systems that we have here. So while, while I consider myself a veteran, jumping in at this role here, I've, I've, I've learned a lot, and I definitely think that uh, we – we, we can help a lot of uh, your, your listeners out there for sure. All right. And uh, so we just want to thank all of our listeners for, for tuning in. Um, if you like what you hear, be sure to like, share, subscribe anywhere that you see the podcast at. And you can always hit us up at seosdead and other lies at gmail.com. If you have any questions, uh, we love to have you guys on. Um, and we love to answer questions, you know, on the episodes. So please hit us up there and you can also check us out on YouTube I think Ryan's actually posting some some actual YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, just you're, podcast you're, now. you're scolding me about the titles and descriptions, and rightfully so. Oh yeah, I was like, "What have you done? This isn't going to rank for anything." <laughs> Uploaded it so prematurely. Um, yeah, you just wanted to get it up there, but we're doing a series right now um, where we're kind of covering like SEO 101. So we, we got some good content going up there um, that anyone can check out if if you're new to like the industry. Um, well, thanks so much for being on, Zach. Uh, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Otherwise. Goodbye. Bye.